Today's case covers the disappearance and murder of a young woman who was driving to visit her family. For years and years, the case went unsolved, but was believed to be connected to other murders in the area, which may have been the work of a serial killer. I'm your host, Coy Atkins, and this is the story of Lisa Kimmel. Lisa Kimmel was born July 18, 1969, in Prevington, Tennessee. Her parents were Sheila and Ronald Kimmel, and she was the firstborn child, and she would eventually have two younger sisters. While she was young, her family moved to Billings, Montana, where she was raised until she graduated high school in 1987. After graduation, Lisa took a job as a manager at an Arby's restaurant in Aurora, Colorado, which is right next to Denver. And Lisa's mother, Sheila, she was the regional manager of the Arby's restaurant chain in the area. So during the week, Lisa and Sheila, they would stay in Denver. Then they would drive back to Billings on the weekends, which was about a seven and a half hour drive. In Denver, Lisa and Sheila, they lived in the same apartment complex, but they stayed in different apartments. And on March 25th, 1988, Lisa left Denver to drive up to Billings. Sheila normally drove with her, but Sheila left the night before on a plane because she had a ski trip that she planned. While heading to Billings, Lisa planned to stop in Cody, Wyoming to pick up her boyfriend, Ed. And Cody, Wyoming, it was pretty much between Denver and Billings, so it wasn't too far out of the way and it was just about an hour drive out of the way. While on the way to pick up Ed, Lisa was stopped by the Wyoming Highway Patrol for speeding at 9.06pm in Douglas, Wyoming. Now, per Google Maps, Douglas is just about the halfway point between Denver and Billy. But this traffic stop would be the last confirmed sighting of Lisa. On March 26, Ed contacted Sheila and Ronald and told them that Lisa never made it to pick him up. They immediately contacted the police and reported her missing. Over the next several days, Lisa's case began gaining media attention. When she disappeared, she was driving a Honda CRX with a specialized license plate that read Lil Miss, which would go on to become the name that most people referred to this case as. On April 2nd, eight days after Lisa went missing, a fisherman was fishing in the North Platte River near Casper, Wyoming, when he located a body in the water. And the body was identified as Lisa. Casper would have still been on the route to Cody in order for her to pick up Ed, but it was only about 45 minutes away from where Lisa was pulled over at. And I don't like assuming things too much, but I think it's safe to assume that whatever happened to Lisa, it happened between Douglas and Casper, within the 45-minute window of being pulled over in Douglas and making it to Casper. An autopsy was conducted, and the medical examiner was able to determine that Lisa had been tied up, beaten, and sexually assaulted for at least six days. 
Now, I'm not sure exactly what evidence was found, but investigators were able to find evidence that showed Lisa was taken to the old government bridge in Casper, Wyoming. From there, she was hit in the head with a blunt object, stabbed six times in the chest and abdomen, and then thrown into the river. The medical examiner was able to say that even if Lisa had not been stabbed, the head wound was severe enough to where she would have died within minutes. Lisa's case was featured on Unsolved Mysteries and within other news outlets, searching for clues, witnesses, and just urging anybody to come forward with any information. But there was nothing credible that came out. And as the years began going by, Lisa's case became a cold case. One thing that hadn't been recovered was Lisa's Honda CRV, and it had that very distinguishable Little Miss tag on it. So it would have stood out just about anywhere if anybody saw it. And investigators knew that finding that vehicle would be the key to finding Lisa's killer. And as the years passed, investigators not only thought that finding the vehicle would lead them to Lisa's killer, but possibly even a serial killer. From 1983 to 1996, there was a pattern of murders that was believed to be the work of a serial killer. And these were known as the Great Basin Murders. The number of victims may change depending on the article or the investigator because over the years, some were eventually ruled out as being a victim of a possible serial killer when evidence pointed to other suspects. But the number ranges from 9 to 11 victims. Most of the victims were young women who were reported missing and then a few days later, their body was discovered. So investigators believe that if Lisa's vehicle was located, there may be some clues inside to link them back to a killer, which may link them to the other murders. In 2002, investigators were researching cold cases when they came across Lisa's rape kit, and they realized that there was a DNA profile that was inside the kit. Now, I'm not sure if the DNA was sent off before that was tested and it just didn't come back with any results, or if anything was ever tested. I couldn't find any details on that. But we know this. This DNA came back with a match, and it matched to a 57-year-old man named Dale Wayne Eaton from Mineta, Wyoming, which was about an hour away from where Lisa's body was found. And luckily, finding Dale wouldn't be very hard for investigators. In 1997, police found Dale Eaton beaten and stabbed on the side of the road. He was still alive, but seriously injured. Initially, they believed that he was the victim of a violent crime the truth came out pretty quickly. Shannon Breeden, her husband, and their five-month-old baby was driving when their car broke down near the Red Desert in Wyoming. Dale pulled over and offered them some assistance, but then he pulled a rifle out and attempted to abduct the family at gunpoint, which would prove to be a terrible decision for Dale, because the Breeden family, they began fighting with him. They took his rifle, beat him with it, then they stabbed him several times, and they took his van to get away from him. Which is amazing that they were able to survive that, and I'm pretty sure the last thing that Dale thought as he pulled over was that he would end up being the one left bleeding in the desert. Dale was convicted on aggravated assault charges, but this was his first time that he had ever had any sort of criminal charges against him. So he received a short sentence 
and it was in a work release program in Casper. But he didn't show up for the work release, and he went on the run. And a few months later, he was caught camping in the National Forest. When he was captured, he had a gun on him, which led to more charges for a felon in possession of a firearm. Dale was then sentenced to 10 years in prison, and now he had to submit his DNA to be entered in the CODIS, which is what led to the 2002 DNA match to Lisa's murder. Investigators went to Dale's property in Mineta, Wyoming, and after speaking to some of his neighbors, they remembered seeing Dale digging a large hole on his property. Investigators found this spot and began digging, and under all of the dirt, they found a Honda CRX with the license plate Lil Miss. A jailhouse informant also came forward saying that Dale confessed to him about what happened. According to this informant, Dale said that he was walking, Lisa stopped and offered to give him a ride. He then made sexual advances toward Lisa during the ride, so she pulled over to get him out of the car. Things escalated, and after a fight, he kidnapped, raped, and murdered Lisa. In total, Dale was charged with eight crimes for Lisa's case in 2004, and he was found guilty on all of the charges. He was sentenced to death, and was supposed to be put to death in 2010. However, the death penalty was overturned. The state attorneys for this case are seeking the death penalty again, but as of 2019, they are still waiting on a hearing for Dale's sentencing. Lisa's family was awarded Dale's property from a civil lawsuit against Dale, and on Lisa's 36th birthday, they burned down Dale's house. If you like true crime stories, then I think you'll like my book One Moment, or at least I hope you'll like it. While it's not a true crime story, it does have a mystery and suspense element to the story. The book is available on Amazon as a paperback copy or an ebook, and the link is in the show notes. And what goes so well with reading a book? A good cup of coffee. Recently, I've been drinking coffee from Barney's Coffee and Tea Company. I've been drinking the creamy, buttery caramel flavor, which is hands down my favorite so far. And if you'd like to try some coffee from Barney's, the Amazon link to order some is also in the show notes. Now, back to the show. Now, back to the Great Basin murders part. Because for a while, law enforcement officials believed that finding Lisa's killer would lead them to a serial killer. After a lengthy investigation, Dale hasn't been identified as a serial killer. There are a few things that stood out though. Lisa's body was found in a popular fishing spot, which created a sort of publicity around the case. And Dale kept her car buried on his property, which could be viewed as him keeping a trophy, which both the want for publicity and a trophy are common traits in a serial killer. And there's one more thing. In 1997, before the attempted abduction of the Breeden family, Amy Betchel went missing while jogging in Lander, Wyoming, which was also just an hour away from where Dale lived. After investigating Dale's whereabouts, investigators believed that Dale was in the area of Lander around the time that Amy went missing. However, 
Dale has refused to even talk to investigators about this case. And this brings us to a conclusion for this episode. While it's clear that Lisa's killer is in prison, it's unknown if he is in fact a serial killer, and just how many victims he may be connected to. As always, thank you for listening to this episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Crime Nerds Podcast to get updates on episodes. Also, be sure to subscribe to the show on whatever platform you're listening to it on.